and it's Tuesday. How are you doing out there? Good morning. Beautiful, beautiful Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> that was gonna be the start of a song. Happy <laughs> Tuesday. Get your blues day. Uh, I didn't say any words. <laughs> just, just, that's how I usually sing when I don't know the lyrics. I just kind of make vowel sounds and <laughs> random consonants. I figured that out. Boom, I figured that out about Chris this past week. <laughs> uh, uh, he just says the last word of the sentence and kind of mumbles throughout. I'm going to take. I'm going to take him on break. Yep. That was the yep. perfect impression. It works. It works. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, tips for hosting your first Thanksgiving. Oh, just hit my mic over here right there. Uh, number two, good news for trigger-happy texters. And three, bones under the floorboards. All right, we're not going to talk about that one. That, that one's just going to stay untouched. <laughs> but first, it's November 13th. And we got a few holidays to celebrate, don't we, Mo? We do. It's National Moms and Dads Day. I don't understand. So we already have Mother's Day <laughs> and we have Father's Day. But today is the day where we celebrate them as the one unit. Mom and Dad. National Moms and Dads Day is an observance. Uh, but, uh, tell me what it is. I don't care when it is. We're already looking at that. Uh there's literally nothing about what it is. Because it's a made-up <laughs> holiday that, you know, we got 500 what? signatures on a petition. What and is it? All the, uh, the description is just, it's always been observed annually on this date. Uh, always, always. Since the beginning of time. Yeah. Since Adam and Eve, yeah. it has been observed. <laughs> uh, okay. Happy National Mom and Dad's Day to so all those awesome parents out there bringing life into the world. Uh, so yeah, I guess it's just parents. I guess it's just celebrating parents specifically. But how is it any different than Mother's Day and Father's Day? It's 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 look. <laughs> <laughs> there are things that moms and dads have in common. Mothers and Father's Day are to celebrate the specifics of the mother and the specifics of the father. But this is celebrating parents as a whole, as a unit. G unit. <laughs> P unit. <laughs> okay. So celebrate your parents today, people. Give them a call and tell them you're thankful for them. Um, today's also National Young Readers Day. Yep, yep. Get your book it prize on. Get that mini pizza, y'all. I was going to say. That's the only reason I ever read a book is get, or faked reading a book or told people I wrote a book. I don't think they do it book. anymore. They don't? I don't think so. Oh. You know, Mila has read 72 books this school year Book already. it challenge. Is it still going on? Uh, yeah, it looks like it's still going on. Pizza Hut's Book It program. Really? Give me 20. Reading challenge fall 28. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. How it works, you uh, read your heart out for 20 minutes. You print out your activities of fun uh, fun activities to reinforce story themes, keep track on how much reading is compre- uh, completed each day, and celebrate success at the end of the challenge. Enter your chance to win one of 50 prize packs. But, uh, yeah, it looks like it's still here. Cool. I don't know if they're still doing the free pizza thing, but why wouldn't they? They're Pizza Hut, right? All right. I don't know. All right. It's also Sadie Hawkins Day. 
Sadie Hawkins Day. Sadie Hawkins Day. Not Sadie Robertson. Sadie Hawkins. Sadie Hawkins Day. So Sadie Hawkins Dance. Right. Is where the, the woman asks the dude to dance, right? To the dance. Is that all there really is to it? The ladies ask. I have no idea. Uh, apparently there's an ugly truth behind Sadie Hawkins Day. Ooh. That women should know. Ooh. Uh, All right, listen up, ladies. <laughs> women, yeah, the concept behind Sadie Hawkins Day is supposed to make girls and women feel empowered, but knowing the story behind it will shock you. Uh, okay, you know what? I don't feel like we need to get into all of it today. Maybe next year we'll do a deep dive into the dark origins of Sadie Hawkins Day, apparently, that are out there. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> I want for everybody to go Google it, though. Uh, I'm going to look it up. Let's see. Sadie Hawkins Day. Hey, Matt. Yeah. I really like this last day. What is it? World Kindness Day. Uh, nah. I'll Matt, <laughs> if there were more people that participated in this every day, we would have a lot less problems in the world. <laughs> a lot. But I feel like, okay, so I like it as a day. But seriously, why do we have to have a day to remind us to be kind? Just be nice. Just be nice every day, y'all. I know. Just it wake ain't up. That hard, man. Wake up and be like, you know what? There are going to be people that I'm going to meet today, and I'm going to disagree with them, and I'm not going to care for them, but I can be kind to them. <laughs> I don't have to be a total jerk. That's what I tell my kids every day. Don't just, be a jerk just today. Don't be a jerk. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Be kind, guys. <sighs> Should be easy, but it's not. Be kind. Allow it to be like be purposeful about it today because it's World Kindness Day. And then when you wake up tomorrow, realize that it wasn't really that difficult to be kind today and just carry it over. <laughs> All right. Today's show is brought to you by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best tobacco Baptist, full of over 3,000 one-liners about church culture and Christian life. It's the perfect gift for any churchgoer, and it's available in paperback for just ten ninety nine, or on Kindle for seven ninety nine. But come on, you want to get that paperback. No, you want to hold that. Paperback, you want paperback. to you want to feel those pages in between your fingers. Always. It's it's twenty eighteen, but it's time to it's time to celebrate books. None of this nonsense of reading on a tablet forget that mess ain't nobody got time for that ain't nobody got time for that your eyes will thank you this is true <laughs> it's time for quote unquote a few quotes throughout the week a reminder for all voters from greg laurie we voted now let's pray for all those who were elected to serve the american people if we voted for them or not may god guide and direct them that's a good piece of advice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Tim Keller, if the only motivation for honesty is fear, it is inevitable that you will be dishonest in those situations where there is no fear or possibility of detection. Uh, Jackie Hill Perry says, my reformed friends have taught me the authority of the scriptures. My charismatic friends have taught me to love the Holy Spirit. My Baptist friends have taught me the importance of baptism. My Pentecostal friends have taught me to worship God with joy. We need each other. That's a good one. I'm glad that uh, you put that in in here. I saw that earlier this week. <laughs> that was good. That's okay. Good uh, again, from Greg Laurie, the church is like an outpost of heaven right here on earth. And then Danny Gokey. 
Oh, your favorite. Just just to say. <laughs> I don't even think I really know who he is. Hey, he was on American <laughs> Idol. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Uh, Danny Goki said, Destiny is often born through trial, adversity, and difficulty. Today, choose to grow through the pain. It, uh, sorry. Today, choose to grow through the pain. Hold on. I feel Instead like it's of running wrong. away from it. The pain it. Yeah, that it is an extra, extra yep. it. There's yep. an extra it in there. Today, choose to grow through the pain instead of running away from it. There you go. That wasn't my fault. I didn't write that. <laughs> I copied it from something else. Copy and paste. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's play a game of onion, not onion. Okay. There, there. I'm going to read two, 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 two news titles here, news, news headlines. You tell me which one is the real one. All right. Got it. Here we go. Dead brothel owner wins Nevada seat in U.S. midterm elections. Okay. Or study finds hearing loved one's voice induces excruciating pain in coma patients. I really hope it's not the coma one. That'd be so <laughs> bad. I'm going with the dead brothel right. owner. Because we tell we tell our I know that, talk to them. Talk to them. Just they can hear you. <laughs> And the whole time they're, they're like screaming, "Shut fire! up! <laughs> fire through my veins! Stop making me think!" Oh, yep, this uh, other one. Good. <laughs> I mean, sort of. <laughs> Good. Dead brothel owner. Good. That's what I wanted. A deceased brothel owner and reality television star has won a state assembly seat in Nevada in the midterm elections. Dennis Hoff who owns seven legal brothels in the state, died last month during his 72nd birthday celebrations. Uh, an inspiring politician called himself the Trump of Pahrump, after the town he hoped to represent. Uh, Hoff posthumously defeated Democratic school administrator Lysia Romanoff on Tuesday, according to the Nevada Independent. Uh, Chuck Muth... Uh, the campaign manager wrote on Twitter, my man Dennis Hoff crushed his opponent from the great beyond. So. I don't know what it says about Nevada. <laughs> that a brothel owner and a dead brothel owner at that. Still won the election. Uh, Guys, so I don't know what that means. Voting is not a game. Like, we're not just going in there to vote and, and have fun. What does that mean? I mean, what happens now? Because that doesn't mean that that the Democratic person automatically gets it. Do they have an empty seat? I don't know. I don't know what that means. It's very strange. Um, See, but See? yeah, you're right. Voting Vote, is not a voting game. Voting is not a game. Uh, there's Gosh. a there's a conservative commentator named Stephen Crowder, uh, who has a, a YouTube show and a show on uh, some conservative network i don't know what it's called okay uh i think it's crtv maybe crtv anyway uh they have a dog his name's hopper uh and they have found out that in the presidential election there was something like a thousand votes for hopper the dog because nobody wanted to vote for either candidate and at first people were laughing at that and he goes no that's not good that's a terrible thing Take voting seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. So Or those people silly. that vote, vote for Jesus Christ. Christians out there that vote for Jesus Christ for president. 
Guys. <laughs> like, I understand your mentality. I get the sentiment. But come on. Come on. You're not helping you, us at all. Who are you helping? Yeah. Who are you helping here? You're not going to get any extra points with Jesus. I'm going to get up there. Thanks for all the votes, man. I mean, it wouldn't have worked out, but I'm not a Republican, but, you know. I, I saw what you did in, <laughs> in the election, and just want you to know, you get an extra jewel in your crown. <laughs> put, a, put a star next to your name in the Book of Life. And this guy gets it. Voting for the right man. Good night. <laughs> it's it's things and people and situations like that that really make me terrified for the world that our children are growing up in. I don't get the mentality. Because I feel like anybody who actually does that is not really trying to honor Jesus. I think they're trying to give a big F you to... The candidates, (laughs) they're they're using the name of Jesus to spit in the face of other people. Absolutely. Uh, That's just not how this is supposed to work. And in the name of Christianity. Yeah. (sighs) People. Sorry about saying the term F you. Kids, don't ask what that means. It just, Matt, (laughs) seriously, it means forget you. Come on. Forget you. That's what we learned from... uh, Oh gosh, what's his name? CeeLo Green. Yeah, CeeLo CeeLo yep. Green. CeeLo Green. <clears throat> that was actually one of my favorite songs. <laughs> I thought that's what it was. I thought that was the original song. And then I randomly oh, heard the yeah. original song. I'm like, <gasps> CeeLo! <laughs> yeah. How could you? <laughs> oh, my sensitive ears. My sensitive ears. My baby ears. <laughs> they can't handle such. <laughs> reminds me of Ned Flanders' kids on The Simpsons uh, who got scandalized by words like freaking. <laughs> so the kid was like, ow, my freaking ears! <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, you're not supposed to say that. That's, they're just, <sighs> what is it? S- cuss word substitutes. <laughs> yeah. That's all that they C- are. Custitutes. Custitutes. <laughs> Oh, that sounds all... that sounds like toots you get after you have custard. <laughs> <laughs> I got the custard toots. Darn and <laughs> crap and jeez and jeez fart and foot. I say foot all the time. Foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's satisfying. It well, gives you that gives you that hard T at the end. It's just very satisfying. Foot. <laughs> There has to be a study out there that shows, like, words like that that have the hard end mm-hmm. or the, you know, that you can really enunciate and that they help through pain. Oh, they absolutely do. situations. And cussing at all, but, yeah, exclaiming something like that where yeah. you have a, a definite, like, forceful punch to the word, it does. There have been studies that show that it really does help relieve pain. Yeah. Uh, I remember a specific one that was about like when you stub your toe and you yell out a cuss word, you do feel better. Your pain receptors do go down uh, when you do stuff like that. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm not like 100% against cussing ever. 
Like, I'm against vulgar language when it comes to... Like, just common conversation. Yeah, but, like, if there's a legitimate reason behind what you're doing or a legitimate emotional response is happening or something like that, and that's your reaction, I find that more valid than, you know, just throwing it in there to be obnoxious or or vulgar. Or think you sound cool. Right. Gosh, ugh. Like the middle schoolers that I, I walked past. When I, was, when I was a teenager, I hated that so much. Yeah. I couldn't have a conversation with people. And I'm just, just trying to throw in an F word and an S word, every other word. I'm like, can we just have a conversation? Can we just talk? What are you, like, what are you trying to prove here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. It's not I, fun. More kids than not, though, go through that period where they're like, but it kills me because I don't feel like it's very common for adults to just be walking around and having those kind of conversations. Although there are times in Albertsons or uh, a gas station where I just want to turn around and be like, dude, seriously, I got my kids with me. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. That's enough. Yep. It's uh, it's annoying. It is annoying. It is annoying. I had to go get Cannon's cell phone that was taken from him prior to the first bell ringing. You know, you drop your kids off in the morning and middle school, they're outside mm-hmm. and they're just kind of hanging out until the, the yeah, bell rings. Yeah. And he had forgotten gym shorts. So he texts me, mom, can you please bring me gym shorts? I forgot I have PE today. Okay, fine. Drive home, drive back to the school. I get to the school. He is noticeably upset. Cannon, what's the, what's wrong? What's the problem? I got my phone taken away because I was texting you. Ugh. So I go park the car. I walk into the office. And as I'm walking into the office, every kid that I pass is dropping the f bur- the F-bomb or the B-word. F-berm. <laughs> and I'm just like, seriously, my kid gets his phone taken away. <laughs> but it's okay for every single one of these kids to just... Blow it up as I'm walking past. They used to have, they used to have a little bit of fear around adults. They wouldn't just be so blatant about it in they front don't. of adults. Not anymore. They don't. Not anymore. They're like this is my right as a person. Uh huh. Do you know for our district specifically, they are not allowed. Teachers and administrators are not allowed to punish kids for using language like that because it's a cultural. And I did air quotes. Nobody could see that. It's a cultural thing. That they may hear their parents saying it. They Their parents may talk to them like that at home. So who are we to say that their parents are in the wrong, that they're not allowed to talk like that? So if they talk like that at home, then they're more than welcome to talk like that at school. Uh-huh. Yep, my thoughts exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean... I know. And I tell my kids, if I ever walk up to the school and catch you off guard and hear you talking like that, you best believe I will find some hand sanitizer in my purse. And right there in front of all your friends, you will get hand sanitizer in your mouth. No joke. No joke. Oh, gosh. What have we become? What have we become? Soft. That's what we've become. Soft. people. That's indie music mm, DC, for you right no, there. That's DC Talk. Oh. DC sorry. Talk from, from Jesus Freak album. What have we become? Uh, 
that's a good one. That's not. It's not Throwback Thursday, Matt. It's oh, Indie you're Music right. Tuesday. You're right. All right, folks. <laughs> Speaking of that, we got some more indie music coming your way, mixed in with a little bit of our hits as well. Uh, when we come back, hosting your first family Thanksgiving. Ooh. Well, we've got some advice. Stick around. Tuesday morning. Hour two. And we are glad that you are with us. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Backrow Baptist. Put down the phone, bring this book <laughs> with you into the bathroom, the place where all your best reading gets done. Perfect reading material made of paper in case of extreme emergencies, and you don't get poop on your phone. Visit backrowradio.com and click on our store or go to Amazon and search for Please Don't Side Hug Me. All of our oh. listeners across the globe drop their phone. <laughs> Put down your phone. What? Right, news oh. for you, folks. Your phone already has poop all over it. It's Fecal true. material. It's if true. it's ever been in the bathroom when a toilet's been flushed, poop. It's true. All over it. It that's so it makes me so sad. <laughs> There was like some weird app that came out a couple years ago that required you to like lick your phone. No. And I'm like, this is the worst idea ever. There's so much fecal bacteria on your phone. That's disgusting. It was like make out meter or something. It's supposed to be some goof on it, you know, supposed to kiss it and French and kiss it'll your give phone. you like a rating yeah. as to what good of a kisser you are. That is dumb. Like everybody's getting sick. Everybody's getting sick tonight. That is so gross. <laughs> Why would you even think that that's a good idea? How? And you know, thousands of teenagers downloaded that thing and tried it out just to be funny. Not just to be funny. And some they of them, I assume, know. legitimately wanted to know. Yeah, they, they wanted good. to know. They thought, hey, this is really going to tell me. <laughs> and then I have like street cred because, no, I did the I did the radometer. Uh, and I I'm, tested it. Uh-huh. I'm an eight. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what advice? I don't remember what it was from. I think it was from a movie. Um, but what I remembered and I actually used uh, when I first french kissed uh somebody it was <laughs> spell your name with your tongue in cursive that's what you do with your tongue <laughs> and i have used that <laughs> every now and then i remember it and i still use it <laughs> i'm slightly disturbed <laughs> i am slightly disturbed but now you want to try it don't you but see like so here's the thing. You and Chris have easy outs because you could either prolong the kiss mm-hmm. and go with Matthew or Christopher. I, I've done my whole name. Matthew Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, or 
you can be like, nope, this ain't, I ain't handling this. Matt, done. You Matt, what, out. You know what? Where we're recording right now, like one wall over, when these walls didn't used to be here, this used to be the youth room, and this is where Deidre and I used to come up and, and kiss. Because we would always be Just because you did it in parents. the church doesn't mean that it was holy. Sure. Sure it did. Yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. That was fun times, man. That was, a, that was a good ninth grade year I had. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, hey. What? It's all right. We uh, we saved the best stuff for marriage. Don't worry about that. Uh-huh. Uh, let's move on from this, Thank eh? Thank you. I it's appreciate getting more that. and more uncomfortable. Uh, yep. <laughs> And when you listen back to it, you'll realize this was all you. This was all you, my friend. The uncomfortable conversation was not because of me. What are dangers listening? <laughs> Hope nobody's around her radio as she listens. Daedra, get ready tonight because Matt's writing his name in cursive. <laughs> Just go ahead and prepare yourself. <laughs> All right, now it's part of you. <laughs> I just mean when she gets home from work, it's how you're going to greet her. It's fresh on your mind. Oh, goodness gracious. You've been taken back to those younger years. Matt's reliving his youth. <laughs> I think it's time for five random facts, Mo. <laughs> oh, gosh. Do we have any about kissing? I hope not. Number one. Queen Elizabeth II is said to have done more for charity than any other monarch in history, helping to raise more than $1 billion in aid. That's cool. Good for her. She's also been around for 97 years. 5,000 years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number two, according to a study, impatient people tend to be procrastinators. Oh, yep. Yeah. 100%. Which is weird, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know where the correlation lies between that. I don't. I think it's more that you trust yourself more than you do everybody else. Like I am okay being a procrastinator because I know I'm going to get it done and it's going to be good. But I don't trust anybody else to do that. I want them to get their junk done immediately. So that also so means that makes me impatient. That we are control freaks. Oh sure. One hundred percent. That's why nobody else is allowed to be on the sound booth team unless I'm in there with them. It's a wonder that you and I are such good friends. The fact that we are both impatient, procrastinating, control freaks. Like, we've developed a sense of trust. We have. I think. (laughs) Because I also trust you to get your stuff done, which I don't know why. But (laughs) kidding. That was a joke. Because uh, you've watched me for a few years, wait until the last minute, and then excel, and you're like, yeah. right. okay, yeah, she's she good. She got it under control. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, three, Pepsi was the first product to be advertised using skywriting. I've still never seen a skywriting thing in person. Really? And they've gotten so sophisticated now with like... Like they do, instead of like the plane having to do loops or whatever, they have like multiple smoke things that they can do little dots to Uh spell out letters. Yep. I still haven't seen one in person. Go spend some significant time at the ocean over the summer. Yeah. And you're sure to see at least one. People, like that's how they propose. Oh, weird. With 
they go to the beach for the day and it's like hey look and they look up the girl looks up and will you marry me Catherine? and she looks down and he's on one knee i've seen it happen so many times i don't nobody ever proposed to me that way because it's (laughs) cheesy I don't want, I never wanted to have a proposal in my bathing suit. Like, <laughs> no, that's okay. Well, that seems like a personal issue. <laughs> it probably is. But seems still, like you have an image problem, Mo. Well, you know, whatever. We're moving on from this. Researchers have found that the average person will form about 400 friendships during their lifetime. Lifetime. Dirty lifetime. 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 Television for women. <laughs> okay. What was, it? what was that joke? Jim Gaffigan joke? Uh, if it's television for women, why is someone always getting beaten on that network? In a Lifetime original spe- special, Meredith Baxter Burney gets beaten with a rod. It's true. Television for women. <laughs> Dang. Right? I've never thought about that. (laughs) Man. All right, Matt. So the average person's going to form about 400 friendships during their (laughs) lifetime, but only 33 will last. I get that. I get that. I feel like 33 is a high number. (laughs) I get that. (laughs) Starting to count them up in my head. I know. I'm barely at 10. Not even to double digits yet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i like this last one a lot okay in the uk a pregnant woman can legally urinate anywhere she wants uh, i mean england, england knows how to treat pregnant ladies for real when you gotta go you gotta go and when you're pregnant and the baby is sitting on top of it there is no holding it you just carry around a coffee can with you everywhere you go that's so that's my question like I don't know. I would want to go to England and search out the pregnant woman and just follow her all day and figure out, does she like nonchalantly pee anywhere? Or does she literally pop a squat? Just walking in. I'm serious. Walking into the English equivalent of Walmart and just, oh, hold on. I should probably go to a carpeted area. And again, the tile area would be easier to clean up, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you're less risk of slipping, though, in the carpet. They just have their own little slippery when wet sign that they pop up once they're done. If we ever have a debate segment on the show, that should be the first debate. If you had to pee on the floor, is it better to pee in the carpeted area or the tile area? Matt, I would love to have a debate segment on this show. Like, that is one of my favorite things to do is just debate. That's one of those things that we'd have to plan way in advance so you'd be able to get your argument ready. This is true. (laughs) Maybe like the first Thursday of every month we'll have a debate segment. We'll think about that. Starting in the new year. Yeah. Could be good. All right. We got some artist updates for you. Uh, For King and Country's Joel Smallbone has released his third edition of What Does Tour Manager Chico Think About That? Uh, He posted, today, we'll be coming to you from the furthest eastern corner of the North American continent with three simulating and controversial questions for tour manager Chico. The second question Joel asked was, who was Chico's favorite of the duo, Joel or Luke? 
Uh, Chico said that they were like his children. He loves them differently, but equally. <laughs> However, the final question involved how they would survive if they got stranded, and Chico concluded that they would eat Luke. So <laughs> I guess we know the real answer. <laughs> <laughs> Then uh, Ren Collective said this on about church. Uh, there's a difference between going to church and being the church to one another. It's easy to file into a seat and leave again without going deeper. We weren't made to consume. We were made for a relationship. I guess all we're trying to say is no matter how you're worshiping this week, take the time to be family to those around you. Elbow your way into their lives. Ask them how you can pray and then pray. We were made for connection. We were made for family. I really like that. Elbow your way into their lives. Yeah. Because sometimes that's what you have to do Mm -hmm. to develop these uh, more strengthened relationships in church. Yeah. Maybe then we would actually have the 33 lasting friendships that (laughs) the average person is supposed to form in their lifetime. That's the thing. See, I was talking about this with uh, my pastor, uh, I guess it was last week, saying we have so many people in our church that are capable of doing amazing things in the church and cultivating amazing relationships, but they come and they go. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing they want out of church to come Sunday morning to sit, to hear a sermon, check that off their schedule and go home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of that is on us for maybe not trying to cultivate that in them. But at the same time, the majority of that has to be the willingness from them. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's a generational thing. You think so? I do. I do. Because from what I've seen, it, it stays pretty close to one generation within the church where they are just closed off and they wear those masks and mm. there is no vulnerability. There is no openness and honesty. And I feel like with our generation, we are a little more willing to be dirty and honest and you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that makes that generation a little uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 I get that. I get that. That That's my opinion. You know what I got to say, though? This is proof that Ren Collective listens to Kevin's sermons. <laughs> Oh, gracious. Yep. All right. We got a top (laughs) list for you. On Tuesday. And that is five tips for hosting your first family Thanksgiving. Um, We we actually will be doing this this year. Really? You guys are hosting? Not for the Vassar family one, but for the Coker family one. My my parents have not had a Thanksgiving. since I was a kid and now that my dad is getting to the point where he, you know, he might not be here much longer. Uh, my nephew ran the idea past my mom. I'm like, maybe we should do a family Thanksgiving this year. So, uh, we're going to do one this year. And because we have the most space in our house, we're going to have it at our house and Deidre is just going to head it up. Because my mom hasn't cooked a Thanksgiving meal or much of anything in several years, so uh, yeah, so we're we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a interesting situation. Who's coming? Uh, most of my family. Yeah, I think I think uh, I don't know. That's exciting. Not sure. It'll at least be about 
uh, 10 of us there, I think. That's 10 to 15. Exciting. Well, your nephew is not in the area, right? So he's coming right. in. But he'll, yeah, he'll be here with his wife and his kid. Uh, hopefully my brother's family from Albuquerque will be able to make it. Um, and, but he just, he just started a new job. So I don't know what he'll be doing. Cause it'll probably be, we'll have, probably have to do it on Friday because mm-hmm. we have other family and too much to do on Thursday. Uh, and then my brother that lives here, I don't know. That's a toss up because mm-hmm. him and his wife are, or well, him and his live in girlfriend of nearly a decade now are hit or miss when it comes to family things. For some mm. reason. Uh, but we won't get into all that. <laughs> uh, there's a lot Family there drama. and we're not going to get into that. Save the drama for your mama. <laughs> all right. So five tips. Uh, number one, plan, plan, plan. Uh, perhaps you're already a hyper-organized individual whose Thanksgiving Day to-do list is already written and color-coded. But if you're not, this is the time to start. You need to make sure that you have everything that needs to be done before the big day on your list, included cleaning, shopping, prepping, and a timeline for cooking on the day of. That's especially important. Yeah. Especially if you only have one oven, which most people do. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So that will help you prepare, give you peace of mind and assurance. Uh, Number two, never turn down help. Just because you're hosting for the first time doesn't mean that you have to pull off the entire day on your own. Accept help when it's offered by family and friends, especially those who have done this before. Uh, And don't feel uncomfortable assigning tasks to people as well. Instead of just taking on this this whole thing, ask certain guests to bring side items Mm -hmm. like bread and drinks and potatoes or ice cream or pie. You know, bring their own stuff. Mm -hmm. Add to it. Uh, that's usually what we do with the Vassars. We we split up the thing. She she usually takes care of like the turkey and the ham, and you know splits the sides between the two children that are here. Uh, let's see. Number three, don't try to recreate your own family Thanksgiving from when you were a kid. Because at that point, you're thinking about living up to something that number one, you've probably made even more of a big deal about it in your mind than it actually was. Yeah. Like you probably built it up into this, it was a perfect day situation. And it really wasn't. And it really wasn't. Yep. Because you only remember the good things about that kind of stuff. Uh, this is your uh, your new this is your new life, your new tradition. You're starting it with your stuff. Now, if there are certain things, certain elements you want to bring with it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, like on our Thanksgiving Day uh, with the Vassars, their tradition has always been after Thanksgiving, after the meal, which is usually in the early afternoon, they decorate the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And their their tradition has been every year they've got a dated bulb. Yeah. And in the box, they've written like where they lived and certain things that happened that year. And so we go, you first go through all those dated bulbs from every year of their marriage and hang them up individually. Mm-hmm. And over thirty years of bulbs, that's... it takes it takes several hours, uh, and so it's it's uh, but it's it's nice and yeah. it helps you really uh, connect with the the history of the family, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's something that Deidre and I have done starting with our marriage. So you know we have we'll be ordering our thirteenth dated bulb this year. Gosh, uh, so many bulbs. 
And uh, but that's something that we don't we don't do it on Thanksgiving because of course we're at their house doing it right. on Thanksgiving. But that's something that we usually do the next day with our family and put them put them up. And uh, as our kids get older, they'll be able to understand mm-hmm. you know more about our history and stuff. So it's really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to bring elements of that along with you, that's great. But don't try and just carbon copy what happened as a kid because you're never going to be satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, buy some stuff. Yeah, ah, so don't we make said it. everything. We said it. It's okay if you don't make every single Thanksgiving dish from scratch. For example, uh, a lot of people prefer stuffing that comes from pre-made boxes more than homemade stuff. Because it's just a different substance altogether, it feels like. It's true. <clears throat> and more people prefer the uh, jellied canned cranberry sauce that you have to slice than people trying to make Boiling their own. down cranberries yeah. and making the jam and the jelly. <laughs> yep. I really love, I don't like a lot of stuff that Walmart's bakery makes. Okay. But I love their pecan pie. It might be my favorite dessert. Really? Mm-hmm. And so I'm a fan of Walmart's like, bakery. I've had so. to convince I've had to convince my mother in law that it's okay that she buys that pie, that I prefer it than her trying to make her own pie because they have their own. There's thing no they make. good way to say right. that though, Matt. Right. There's no. But but she only makes it for me because everybody because they have their own thing. There's this flat apple pie thing that they oh, only yep. that they only make on Thanksgiving. But I'm not a fan of apple pie. Uh, and so she said, well, what do you like? And I said, well, I like pecan pie, you know, early on. Mm-hmm. And she, so she started making a pecan pie. I'm like, look, you don't need to make a whole pecan pie for me. I Very fine. Just I will bring the one from Walmart and eat that. That's fine. So it's been, yeah. She's such a good mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. You have. It's def- I'm not saying her pie was bad at no. all. Uh, it was fantastic. But at the same time, you know. Why go through all that trouble for me when I don't need it? You mm-hmm. know, it's all right. <clears throat> I mean, true. <laughs> Prioritize your homemade family recipes that you know are irreplaceable and discover some wiggle room for store-bought items so you can save time and relief in the long run. Uh, what's a dish that your family makes that has to be made? Like has to be done every year and it has to be homemade. Is there anything? Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, Collards. Collard. Is collard, that collard greens. greens? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yep. yep. That is like a Thanksgiving staple. Hmm. Gotta have collard greens. And it's like the one vegetable that's untouched. Because, you know, you got your green beans, but it's in green bean casserole. Right. And so it's not really healthy. And you got your sweet potatoes, but Covered they're topped marsh- with marshmallows. Marshmallows and all So it's not really there. healthy. <laughs> and you might do corn, but... You're adding something to the corn, whether it be butter. Tons or, of butter. Yeah. You know, so the collard greens are the one vegetable that you're going to have that are, they're your vegetable for the day. Mm. You're going to pile up those collard greens as high as you can <laughs> to make sure you get in your, yeah. your servings. Vassar family does a thing called Armenian rice. Which, I know. We've talked about yeah, this on a we few. We talked about it on the podcast, uh-huh. which, uh, gosh, it's good. But there was a time where you didn't like it. I hated it for like a decade. <laughs> but I tried it almost every other year or so because I'm like, I have to like this. It's and then a you became thing. a dad and you're... And then, yeah. 
your I taste buds change. Nothing happened in my body when my wife was <laughs> pregnant, but somehow my taste buds change, and now yep. I love that stuff. Yep. <sighs> so good. Armenian rice. It's just white rice cooked in beef consomme with some bacon and onion in there, but mm. Mm-mm. Good stuff. You know, Chris and I are, I think, staple, and I hope that our kids will, when they look back on their holidays, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we had to have this. But we do mashed potatoes mm-hmm. with a sweet potato, one sweet potato. Oh, yeah. Y'all told me about that. Uh-huh. And so it just Right. One, one sweet potato to like- Six or seven. Yeah, regular potatoes. Yeah, russet potatoes. Yeah. And so it just gives it, I don't know what it is, something about that sweet potato- in with the creaminess of the mashed potatoes it's like a sweet kind of savory oh it's so good yeah that sounds like it would be fantastic but everybody looks at it and they're like why is your sweet why are your mashed potatoes like yellow (laughs) how much butter is in this thing yeah it's a sweet potato guys (laughs) um like yeah the i i feel like the ideal thing with sweet potatoes should be the sweet and salty thing Mm -hmm. Like, when I go to restaurants and they have sweet potato fries, and I order them and they bring them out and they're covered in sugar. Oh, yeah. Like, that's no, not, why? No. I want it as a side, not a dessert. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to bring it out with some salt on it. Mm-hmm. Gosh, those are good. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here and think about sweet potato fries. I'm just sitting here thinking about Thanksgiving. Right. I cannot wait. Why isn't sweet potato fries a Thanksgiving thing? We should have that for Thanksgiving. All right, number five, last one. (laughs) Breathe, reflect, and enjoy. Hosting your first big family holiday is a milestone that's special for you uh, and your family. Take time to enjoy the day and reflect on how lucky you are to be able to open the door to your first shared home experience uh, with this fantastic meal. Uh, Don't let the panic and the pressure of the day distract you from enjoying the process of working together to create a beautiful experience uh, with your spouse and your children and your extended family and friends. Mm-hmm. Be thankful for each step on the way. This comes from uh, lightworkers.com uh, from author Jessica Crook. Wonderful list, uh, one that uh, we will be implementing as we celebrate our first family Thanksgiving uh, this year. Number one and number five go hand in hand. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. There's nothing worse, I feel like, than coming over to someone's house and they are noticeably panicked and stressed <laughs> they didn't plan anything uh-huh out. and you're like um <laughs> should we just leave like i have been in those situations where i'm like whispering to chris can we just go this is really weird <laughs> dinner dinner's three hours away the turkey's not even in the oven uh-huh um guys <laughs> we have a problem <laughs> yep <laughs> is that uh dinner party episode of the office when they come over and they think they're going to have dinner right away. You're like, so dinner's almost done. The Asabuco just needs to braise for four hours. <laughs> yep. Huh. You're stuck there. <clears throat> okay. All right, guys. It's Indie Music Tuesday. We're giving you a little bit more independent Christian hits this morning mixed in with our typical awesomeness. Uh, when we come back... Dang it, I didn't fix this one either from yesterday as well. When we come back, good news for Trigger Happy Texters. Stick around.
Welcome back. It's hour three of the Back Row Morning Show. Almost at Back Row Baptist Podcast. Whew. Times have changed, y'all. Mo's eating a Luna bar. That's why she's being quiet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> today's show is brought to you by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Back Row Baptist. It's like the internet, except better, because it's also technically literature. Make yourself look smarter and holier by reading a book. Visit BackRowRadio.com and click on our store, or visit Amazon and search for Please Don't Side Hug Me. You'll be glad you did. Uh, here's the news. A Japanese jump rope enthusiast broke a Guinness world record for most skips over a rope in 24 hours when he had a total of 151,409 skips. Wow. Hajiki Ikuyama, hey, 36. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> Alternated between using a larger rope held by assistants and using his own smaller rope to beat Isabel Bush's record of 151,036 skips in the 24-hour stretch. Hey, good for him for beating her by like 300. Right, not just like two. Yeah. Because that's a that's cheap. Yeah, I agree. He's like, I'm proven I can do this. Yep, yeah. good for him. Um, I mean, I... Man. Yeah, it was a heat. Can you imagine the... the toll that would take on your body though on the next day just how sore you would have to be nope i can't like <laughs> just nope, thinking I about not imagine that well thinking it about when i did the half marathon yeah and how sore and achy mm-hmm. okay i was more sore and achy after going to mom prom and dancing for four hours straight nonstop <laughs> than I was after doing the marathon. I don't know why. I guess different muscles. But I can't imagine jump roping. I'm, do you think that it took him all 24 hours? I don't think so. I'm just, or do you think I'm, that I think it got... just has to be done within that time frame. I know it doesn't have to be like consecutive. You know, he doesn't have to just sit there and not mess up or trip or anything the whole time. I kind of want to give a go and see just how many skips I can get in. in I used, a day. Believe it or not, even though I've always been significantly large for my age, uh, both body wise and being fat, uh, I used to be really good at jump rope. Yeah. Yeah. I suck at jump rope. <laughs> I'll get like five skips in in a day and still be just as sore as Hijiki. <laughs> Akuyama was. <laughs> Hajiki Akuyama. <laughs> uh, that's a fun name to say. It is. By the way, going to mom prom might be the most basic thing about you. <laughs> you know what? I am okay with that. That was... As soon as you said it, I just imagined, man, that's a really basic white woman thing. <laughs> mom prom. You know, I am... You, I don't think that you meant it as a compliment, but I'm taking that as a compliment. I didn't necessarily mean it as an insult. The one thing, like... You gotta have basic people in this world. <laughs> but, you know, I don't walk around in my Uggs no, with that's true. a pumpkin spice most, latte. Most of you is not basic. I've gone <laughs> to that mom one prom. Thing. The two years that they've had it here in Clovis, I've been both times. That's basic. Okay. Yeah, I would say so. I like to dance. Let's take it. Let's take it. Let's take a poll. Is it basic? Is it basic or not? You know what? I want to do that. I'm going to put that. I'm going to put that on the internet right now. We're going to see what the internet says. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Attending mom prom. Basic or not? Poll. 
<laughs> is it quote unquote basic to attend a mom prom? <laughs> yes, no, and final choice. What does basic mean? I'm oh stupid Twitter. Let me make longer sentences. <laughs> you're constricting our humor (laughs) all right (laughs) we'll come back and check on that later Okay. (laughs) a new york family says they found human bones beneath their basement and they believe the remains are those of their patriarch who disappeared half a century ago Stephen Carroll, 61, and his brother Michael Carroll, 57, said their family had tried just about everything to find out what happened to their father, George Carroll, who disappeared in 1961. Recently, ground-penetrating radar indicated there was something about five feet below the surface of the house. Michael Carroll's adult son started digging, and they say they found the bones on Tuesday night. Can you imagine what had to have happened for that to have been the case? You had to go under the crawl space of the house and get trapped under there? Or what? Yeah, I'm going to need more to this story. <laughs> I mean, I'm just... I don't know, Matt. <laughs> you smell foul play? I kind of do. <laughs> it sounds do. a lot like a Frasier episode from the later seasons. Oh, yeah. You remember that one? Yep. Where they, found, they found a fake skull underneath the house, and they thought it was the bones of the the guy who owned its wife. Yep, they turned him <laughs> in, the police took him and everything. And, <laughs> yep. I think, see, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm also kind of like, I'm reminded of a show that Chris and I just watched last month, Haunting of Hill House. Mm. And there were human remains of the guy... Who lived in that house down in like the, they had one of those, what is that thing? Like the little, where you used to put your laundry in it and it go down. You remember like on Home Alone? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Like a tiny elevator. Tiny elevator for clothes. Yeah. Or trash. Yeah. One of those things. Yeah. So in The Haunting of Hill House, the little boy climbs into that and goes down below the house and ends up seeing the bones there. We'll come to find out. The guy, the owner of the home, was so tormented that he built a wall around himself and died within the walls because he was so deathly tormented by the haunting of the house. Hmm. But, like... Dumb waiter? I think that's what it's called. But I, I didn't... I. It, that sounds right. Sounds I offensive. <laughs> I know. Dumb waiter. Dumb waiter. Um... So I'm like, me. How did these? How did Stephen and Michael not know? I mean, obviously they knew that their dad disappeared, but how did they not know that there was a hole in the ground? How did they not go looking and say, "Do you know what I mean?" What do you mean hole? There wasn't a hole in the ground. There was a hole in the ground, five feet below. That's where the remains were found. So at some point, there was a hole in the ground that. His remains went five feet into. No, it was five feet below the surface of the house. The house could be five feet up. You know, it could have a little staircase and have that underneath, a big crawl space underneath the house. Or so. 
I just <laughs> like, did they go on vacation? Did the mom take her boys on vacation? I'm so what confused I, what, all by I'm, this. Yeah, all I'm all I'm imagining is like they were gone at some point. He needed to get under the house because maybe he heard an animal under there or something. He gets trapped under there. Nobody hears him screaming. And that's... It is the stuff that horror movies are made of. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Let's move on from that. Okay, thank A you. new vending machine in Munis, Indiana isn't stocked with sodas and junk food. It dispenses winter basics like warm clothing, socks, and blankets. And instead of charging cash, it gives away items for free to community members who need them most. The resource was set up outside the local fire department to service up to 200 people without permanent homes in Delaware County, Indiana. To take advantage of it, people in need first have to register with the charity organization Bridges Community Services. And they are given free tokens that can be used to access the vending machine. That's pretty cool. Isn't that awesome? Uh, two things. You said Munis, Indiana, and we want to make sure that we give proper credit. This was Muncie. Oh, gosh. Yes, I did. I'm sorry. Indiana. I, uh, wow. I jumbled those up in my head. <laughs> yeah. You can see how I did that, though. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but. And then, two, we kind of have something very little similar to this here in our own town. Have you seen it? There's like, have you seen the book, The Libraries? little houses that are like yeah. libraries. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so now there's a it looks like that, a little house, but it has toiletries, canned goods, um hmm. small clothing items, things like that. And people from the community go and put new items inside this little house. Yeah. And, and people who people need in it. need oh. come and take from it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yep, it is pretty cool. That is justice right there. <laughs> That's really neat. Mm-hmm. All right. So good news uh, for all you who push send a little too quickly. Oh, gosh. Uh, whether it's reaching out to an ex in a moment of weakness or making a poor emoji choice, many of us have hit send on a message only to regret it seconds later. Now, The Verge reports that people who use Facebook Messenger will have the option to take back the messages they wish they never sent as long as they act quickly enough. Mm -hmm. The new unsend feature will be included in version 191.0 of the iOS Messenger app according to the release notes for the update. I don't know if that's also coming to Android or not, but currently, at least... It'll be an iPhone uh, feature. Users will have about ten minute a 10-minute window to delete messages from a thread after tapping the send button. As Facebook writes, the feature may be useful if you accidentally send the wrong photo, incorrect information, or message the wrong thread, which I do all the dang time. Really? Message the wrong thread. I did it to Kevin the other day. <laughs> Kevin I messaged because I was trying to message her. Hey, are you coming home yet? And I <laughs> sent that to Kevin. He's all... Uh, how do you know I'm not at home? <laughs> are you at my home? <laughs> are, you, are you in town? What's going on? Can you on? see me right now? Uh, <laughs> Facebook's, Facebook Messenger is the latest app to allow its users to change their minds about messages after they send it out to the world. WhatsApp gives users a full hour to take back a text, and Instagram gives its user an unlimited window to delete direct messages. Both apps are owned by Facebook. However, no matter which messaging app you use, selecting unsend doesn't always guarantee that your message will go unread. If your recipient is looking at their phone when you message them, or if they open the app before you can undo your action, there's not much you can do to take back your work. 
words. So don't forget to double check your messages and keep your thumb as far away from the send button as possible before sending something you might regret. Mm -hmm. So we talked about this yesterday about how uh, social media affects our mental health. Uh, But what about how it's molded our habits? Like, do you do you have that problem? Do you post too quickly? I don't think so. Or I'd... respond too quickly or text too quickly or anything like that? Um... <laughs> <laughs> like, I find myself commenting, messaging, or tweeting a lot without thinking or checking it, you know, for, like, errors or spelling mistakes or grammatical yeah. stuff. Yeah. And that's one, of, that's one of my biggest personal pet peeve about my Twitter account since I started it. Is that I will often have this hilarious joke, and then I will come back ten hours later and notice that I had a misspelling in it, and that's why nobody's retweeting it or loving it or anything like that. I'm like, gosh. Or worse, I have a hilarious joke and people are retweeting it, and then I see that thing and people like fifty people have retweeted it already. And I'm like, yep. well, now I can't delete it and re. Do it because then I'll get rid of all those retweets. Right. <sighs> I don't. I don't know, Matt. Do you think that I press send too quickly? Uh, I'll monitor all your habits. You press send a lot because you post a lot of stuff, especially on Instagram. I feel like every time I open Instagram, I have to go through five mo posts before I get to anything else. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. Uh, I haven't noticed. I don't think I've noticed you having a, an issue with it, but people who are keen on me definitely see it. Um, but I know that I've had to, I mean, obviously it's a problem because they're having to make these things and there's always been a call for an edit button on Twitter mm-hmm. because a lot of people make those mistakes as well with Twitter and you know where it comes from with Twitter. And I think the reason why a lot of people have a problem with it. It's because you have, you know, limited characters. Right. And so you'll start writing something out and you'll get to the point, well, I don't have enough characters. So now I have to reword my sentence. Mm-hmm. So instead of erasing the whole thing, you're going back and just trying to change a few words into smaller phrases into smaller words or whatever. Yeah. But then you don't actually go back and make sure all your articles and everything make sense with the new words and the new phrasing. And that's what happens to me a lot is I'll yeah. go change something. I'm like, oh, dang it. Well, now I have an A there and I should have a the. And... Yeah, so all those little things. I think, see, and it really frustrates me. It really bothers me when I read through something and someone has misspelled or incorrectly used a a word. And I'm one of those people that's like, seriously, come on. There is an edit (laughs) button. Let's let's fix our problems. Let's not look like idiots on social media. <laughs> so maybe that, I mean, I do, first thing in the morning, I know if I post anything first thing in the morning, it's always going to have a incorrect spelling or misusage of a word. You know what? Now that you say that, I am remembering several times that you've misspelled something mm-hmm. and didn't notice it. And it's always first thing in the morning. Yeah. I, so I have to go back and I'll edit it and I'm like, oh. I wonder how many people saw that and realize how dumb I actually am. Yeah, because Instagram's nice. Because I have made mistakes on Instagram, too. And it is nice that it lets you go in and edit it. Yeah. uh, Pretty much without question. Yeah. Um, Text messaging also does that. And I don't know. I don't know if it's all text messaging apps or just the one that I have. 
if it's an Android issue or yeah. Samsung issue. But anytime someone sends me a text message and I get the notification on my front screen, mm-hmm. and this has happened across multiple phones now, whenever I click on that, it doesn't open up that text. It opens up the texting app and it picks up where I left off last. So it's usually opening up the last person I text. Really? And so if I read that text on the notification Then the, first, you're going to send a response And I open it up and I'm that, sending yep. up the response. And I do that all the time. Hmm. And that bugs me so much. Yeah. What bugs me is talk to text. And you know this. Because <laughs> I will send you... As I'm driving, <laughs> but I'm talking into my phone, yeah, I'll send you a quick, that's true. a quick message, and I'm. I don't even. I don't know why I didn't even think about that, but yes, oh, it's the, always the worst, talk, garbled nonsense. It is. It is. And so I always have to say thanks for reading through all the, <laughs> all the garbage because apparently talk to text doesn't understand my, my language apparently. And see, that's another thing that I hate about Android right now is uh, up until. Android 8, S8, before S8, the talk to text they used was Google's. And it was fantastic. It was almost always perfect hmm. when I spoke. But now, with starting with S8, they wanted to make their own phone assistant. Mm-hmm. And so they made something called Bixby. Uh-huh. And Bixby is hot garbage. <laughs> especially, especially with talk to text. Yeah. It makes some of the dumbest choices. I will say the word bad. It will spell it capital B-A-D-D. I have never typed bad like that in my life. I have never said bad like that in my life to where I left it there like that. It shouldn't be the default. Right. But every single time it is. It makes just the dumbest decisions I don't understand. I don't. I feel the same way about ours. Yeah. Mila is always Miller. <laughs> always. So if I'm texting Chris and I'm like, will you pick up Mila? Will you pick up Miller? And he, at this point, obviously, he knows what <laughs> he I'm knows talking about. But he's like, uh. The- A little early for drinking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the beer? I'm, I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> You love Miller so much, you talk to it, you talk about it like it's a friend. Pick up Miller. He's at the store. Pick up Miller for us and bring him home. It just it kills me all the time. All the time. So at this point, I just know if I'm saying anything about Mila in an auto text or a talk to text, yeah. I'm just going to have to go back in and fix it. It's so dumb. So with the deleting and the fixing thing, uh, that option, we have to come with the question, is it a good thing that we have this option or is it just training us further to be reckless? Because if we now remove... That's such a bad word. (laughs) That's what? That's the real word. That's the real (laughs) usage of the word. That's such a bad word. That's the we don't, appropriate usage of the word, reckless. We don't, no, we don't need to describe anything as being reckless. That's just... that. Uh, come on, Matt. Okay. Is, is, it, is it further training us to be more non-thoughtful 
of our actions. That is so much better. Thank you. I am not offended now. I appreciate that. Answer my question. (laughs) You know, I... So, I have the messenger... The new updated messenger. I don't know why, but I imagined your next word was going to be audacity. <laughs> I, I have the, the audacity. audacity. <laughs> to do what? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I have the new messenger where it has the unsend feature. Yeah. And I didn't know that it was actually an option until I went to send a link to something to Samantha through messenger. And then I went to close it out. Like hit end up -hmm. in the left corner but i read really quick that that now says unsend up in the left corner and i was like what what is this what is this unsend and you can see the little wheel spinning Mm -hmm. you know and then finally once the little wheel makes its way all the way around then the unsend goes away and you can hit end again but i'm sitting there like if i really had like if i was in an emergency Mm-hmm. And I needed to send somebody who I really only communicate with through Messenger, which is pretty much you and Samantha. I needed to send one of you an emergent message. <laughs> I am urgent. having... Urgent message. Emergent. <laughs> I am having to wait a full minute before that message to actually go through and reach you. But that's not what's really happening. I don't know that that is... Let's see. Because it's it's saying that it, it'll send it immediately, but you have that long to take it back. All right, ready? And hopefully they haven't read it. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a message real quick, Matt, and let's okay. see how well if our phones would work. I'm, I, I would send you a message, but you know, two days in a row now that my phone has been a punk. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Did you send it? Yeah. Boom! Right there. Really? Hi. Well. Thumbs up. Back at you. Hey, what do you know? Never mind. Does it still give you the option to unsend it? My argument is gone. No, actually. I don't. I'm not certain how. Try it again and I won't respond. Maybe it's because I responded. It took it away. Hold on. I deleted it. Did it take it away? Uh, Let me close out my app and see. Nope, still there. Really? So Hmm. it might only be iOS to iOS. Yeah, maybe. (sighs) I don't know. Anyway, I don't know, man. Oh, it might. Yeah, it might be because I haven't updated my my Messenger app. Oh, you may not. Maybe everybody has to to update it. Who knows? Who knows? All right. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's all I got on that topic. Be better, folks. Don't be reckless. I mean, unthoughtful. Unthoughtful. That's exactly right. Okay, so I sent Samantha a message that said testing, and then I deleted it. Yeah. So we'll see if she responds and is like, uh, what are you talking about? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Now it's time for your favorite segment. Oh, it is time for my favorite segment. The best segment of all. All right, ask us anything. Are you ready, Matt? I'm ready. When you were a student, what was the greatest interaction you've ever had with a substitute teacher? I, people are like for real asking us anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I actually have a good one. Do you? For this one. 
Um, when I was in high school, I dressed like a punk. Did you wear a black trench coat? No. Okay. I didn't dress like a weirdo. <laughs> I dressed like a punk. <laughs> Ugh. I had long sleeve shirts with the holes in the thumbs, which wasn't a thing that now now Is a all thing. women's now all women's like jogging coats Athletic and whatever do this. Yeah. But that was a thing that and you wore your you wore your chain bracelets or whatever over the shirt. Oh gosh. The ball, Matt. the ball necklace thing, the spiky hair. Bleach blonde, spiky hair. You're uh, lucky that yeah. you found Daedra. <laughs> That's how she fell in love with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I was, I looked, I looked dumb, but uh, I looked like, I looked like I didn't care, but I did care. I was a good student. I was a 3.5 GPA plus. Uh, I was a Christian or at least heavily influenced by Christianity at the time. I was in that weird am i am i not situation anyway that's part of my testimony you have to read your own uh did she respond yeah what are you testing for <laughs> <laughs> maybe she hasn't updated hers yet either okay uh anyway but i was in a class uh history class and you know the substitute teacher was doing his best to mm, get us involved get us answering questions you know he was trying to do the actual work instead of like what some subs do and just kind of coast by the day or watch this video or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, after class or after the discussion portion of the class was over and we were starting to do the work, uh, you know, I had answered a few things and I had talked and we had a little discussions in there and whatnot. And uh, he called me back to his desk uh, in the middle of everyone working. And I'm like, uh, what did I do? What did I do? Why am I in trouble? So I go back there and he actually like apologized to me. He said, I wanted to say that when I came in here, uh, I prejudged you based on how you looked. And that was wrong of me. And I know that I was wrong about that now based on just what I've seen of you in this last half hour. So I just wanted to say I'm sorry about that. Wow. And that really, like I, you know, of course I was, I wasn't offended and that he thought that and, uh, initially, and you know, I wasn't really, uh, hurt and I was grateful that he was so honest about that when most people wouldn't be. Right. But that really molded me in the way I think too about other people. Hmm. Cause even when I was dressing like that, I tended to judge other people that dressed like that. <laughs> the same way good job matt and so that made me that made me really think about you know I, you know the whole not judging a book by its cover thing mm-hmm. is legit yeah yeah that, i can agree so that's i think that's the most standout the other the only other standout i have is there was one substitute teacher that wore the exact same thing every single day he wore black pants a black turtle net shirt turtleneck shirt and a blue fleece vest zipped up all the way in the front spring fall winter always every single day and he worked every single day and he always wore that he was like he was a simpsons character (laughs) just the same outfit same weird outfit every single day huh But that wasn't so much an interaction, more of an observation. You just remember it. 
<laughs> you know, I don't remember substitute teachers. No? I really don't. I only remember one substitute teacher, but I actually never had her as a substitute. I just remember her because she was a, a fellow student's mom. Mm. And so we knew that when Carly's mom was at school, she was subbing. But I just don't... I have no recollection of substitute teachers. Really? At all. Period. There are people too, Mo. I I know, <laughs> but I feel like my teachers were never sick or something. I'm trying to think back and... You don't remember? I... I remember in elementary school, my mom was a substitute every now and then. Really? But by substitute, I meant she came in and babysat us while we watched movies all day. Yeah. Yeah. I think and it was weird because I didn't know if I was supposed to call her Mrs. Mrs. Coker or mom. Because if I called her mom, I got made fun of. But like she was my mom. Yeah. Why would I call her Mrs. Coker? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for the most part, my memory of substitute teachers are if you saw the TV in yeah. the room, <laughs> you knew that there was a substitute. Oh, there's a sub today. Yep. Oh, good. Our paper's probably not due today. Right? And that's because when we were in school, there weren't TVs in every room. Yeah, you had to wheel them in It was on wheeled thing. on that cart, and it had like a seat belt across the top of the TV that hold, held it there. And we had to use yeah. a VHS and had to check it out of the library. I, I, That's what I think of. Yep. I will say... Greatest interaction with a teacher that I've ever had was my ninth grade science, earth science teacher, Mr. Williams. And he was really the only teacher that got me engaged in science. I really hate science. I hate the mathematics of science. Um, but he allowed us to debate a lot of topics mm. in class. And one of the topics was homosexuality. And allowed us to debate that between each other. And Weird. there was no right or wrong. When, Although I knew where he stood. He was a Christian. We went to church together. Um, but he allowed everybody to have an open, honest discussion and share their viewpoints. And we all walked out of that classroom respecting one another. Mm. And so, and that's what most of his classes were like. We would have a debate about the topic that we were going to study. And allowed everybody to just say their viewpoint. But we all understood that once we left the classroom, we weren't going to hold grudges. We weren't going to belittle each other. We weren't going to think ill towards one another for their different opinions. I think maybe that's why, to this day, I understand that not everybody agrees with me, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> I can walk away from it and be like, okay, fine. Hey, thanks, Mr. Williams. Personal revelations right here on the you background know, morning show. These questions are good, man. They are good questions. <laughs> I'm going to tag him in this one later. <laughs> if you have a question you'd like to send us, uh, you can email it to us at ama at backrowradio.com. Ask us anything, man. I mean, anything. Get Obviously, out there. Get creative. Anything. We're only going to get the creative ones. You know, We're only going to do those. So don't send us basic questions. Speaking of basic, oh, uh, here's oh, our yeah. poll because it's the end of the hour. Okay. So here, or end of our, our discussion in the hour anyway. Uh, here's the poll. I, I asked, is it basic quote-unquote, to attend a mom prom. Uh, I have 45 votes Kay. in the last however many minutes it's been. And uh, let's see. 43% said, what does basic mean? <laughs> 24% said no, but 33% said yes. 
it is basic to attend a mom prom. <laughs> so minus the people that don't know what basic means, it's clear we have a winner. Mo's, Mo's basic. I'm basic <laughs> for mom prom. Basic white woman going Whatever. to mom prom. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it is Indie Music Tuesday. We're going to sprinkle in a little bit more of the independent Christian hits this morning. Mix in with our usual uh, awesomeness. Stick around. We'll be back in a little while to close out the show. About to close out our Tuesday morning. Thank you for joining us this morning. We got your Bible verse and your thought for the day. First uh, Peter two fifteen through sixteen. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Gosh, that is so good. <laughs> okay, our thought for the day comes from David Jeremiah. The more you pay attention to Jesus's voice in Scripture the more you will recognize his voice and his spirit's leading. Thank you for joining us this morning again. Uh, we're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on backrowradio.com. Thank you to today's sponsor of the book, Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Back Row Baptists. Hey, Mo. Hey, Matt. What's our final word? Substitutes are people, too. <laughs> That's it for today's show. So if you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.